This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Andrew, the last game the Atlanta Hawks played was against the Houston Rockets. The score of that game was Atlanta 124, Houston 95. How many players who played that night for the Houston Rockets can you name? <laughs> so I take it John Wall didn't play? No. Oh, hell no, dude. Uh, Christian Wood? No. <laughs> Is PJ Tucker still there? No. Um, God. God, is this what it's like when other people talk about the Pistons? Is this why they do this? No, at least the Pistons have, like, interesting players. These guys are, like, borderline Uh, G League There's somebody named Martin. His last name is Martin. J. Martin. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Kenyon Martin Martin is there. Kenyon Martin's son. Played Um, 36 minutes. Give me a first and last initial for two of them. Uh, A-L and J-T. And those are starters. I'm just going to pull up the Rockets roster right now. I want to I'll just see... tell you. I have it up right here. I'll tell you. So the starting five was Anthony Lamb, Kenyon oh, Martin. Oh, oh, Kevin Porter Jr. No. He didn't play? <laughs> he is listed as not with team. Uh, Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. Yeah, that's, right, that's one of them. Got. That's it. DJ Augustine. Uh, Jason Tate on the Rockets. Yeah. Jason Tate is the one who I thought Jay Martin was, so I wasn't even thinking about Kenyon Martin. Uh, Armoni Brooks played 34 minutes. Armoni Cam Reynolds and Cameron Oliver played 29 minutes. I have never heard of Cameron Oliver. Me neither. Where did Cameron Oliver go to school? Cameron I'm, Oliver went to. I'm going to say Dayton. You're so. I'm going to tell you what it is, and you're like not – you're in the right headspace. VCU. No, I think geographically you're getting closer. It's Tulane. He went to college in Tulane. I hate See that. what I mean? You're like kind of close, but you're really Kate not. Cunningham from us because of this bullshit? His uh, – oh, uh, that would be really bad. I would really make me upset. I mean, they do have the worst record in the NBA this year, and the Pistons yeah, the second worst. The Pistons, uh, you may have sent it to me. I didn't even read it, but it was an article about, like, the Pistons just had one of the greatest tanks ever. Um, maybe Mike sent it to me. The reason is the Pistons have three rookies who you're legitimately, every time you're watching them, especially Killian post-injury, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. That's, this is fun. I'm having a blast. They were also competitive as hell. And they were the second worst team in the NBA. No, I, I mean, you probably didn't watch every game the Pistons played, but nobody, no. no big Pistons fan had problem watching 50, 60%. And you don't get bored doing that. You're totally there's, cool doing that. There's so many things to watch when they play. That Jeremy Grant having a most improved player yeah. type season. The one game, the two games a month where Josh Jackson goes bananas. <laughs> like, there's all, like, everything Isaiah Stewart does on a basketball court is everything. so much fun. And every I, time he does it, you're like, wow, I feel like he shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> it's weird that he's 6'9. He plays, I mean, he looks like he looks bigger than LeBron. You know what I mean? He oh, looks gigantic out there. 
What? Ben Wallace with a jump shot. Mark it down. That would be really cool. I don't. I think that he's like a different player than Ben Wallace. I, I'm. I, there's like a player comp out there for him that fits. I don't think it's Ben Wallace with a jump shot. Because Ben Wallace was like such a negative offensively. Like you basically were playing four and a half on offense to play six on defense. Yeah, but he's like one of the greatest defensive. I know. There's no. There is no proper comparison for Isaiah Stewart. And that's why I think I settle on Ben Wallace with a jump shot because he is energy. He is Detroit. He is going to do the dirty work and then he's going to step out and he's going to go two for five from three. He's almost it's his comp would almost be like early Julius Randall. Maybe does that, how does that sound to you? I don't like it. No. Okay. No. He's tricky. There's, there is one and we will find it, but it will not be today. This is fan of fan Detroit. We are here. We are doing uh, the NBA playoffs today. We are recording this on what time is it? I can't remember. It's Friday. It is Friday evening. Uh, so there's still one more playing game to be played. Uh, and it is the Warriors in Memphis. But other than that, we're going to go through what? And, you know, we don't feel like waiting until one o'clock to record this. So we're just going to go ahead and assume oh, the Warriors. There's, look, <laughs> it's Friday night. I've had a long week. There's no way I'm recording a podcast at one in the morning. No, it's just not. It's just not happening. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to assume I mean, the we've Warriors done it, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've done it before. Oh, we've done but, it a million times. But yeah, not not this weekend. You and I are both like having weird professional weeks. So, um, so we're going to do a little we're going to kind of go through the bracket. We're going to kind of talk about some storylines. We're just going to kind of do, you know, we're just going to talk about basketball here for about 60 minutes and hopefully we'll hit um, all of the first round games and maybe we'll do some like bigger picks and talk about all NBA or whatever, whatever comes up. You know, we're just going to this is it's a classic basketball podcast shoot around shoot around. Welcome to the shoot around <laughs> episode of fan to fan Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. NBA playoff shoot around. That's what we got going on today. Uh, so, Andrew, where do you want to start? What's uh, what's like the thing that's the most on your mind? Um, I don't. I want to save the thing that's most on my mind because we're gonna end up yelling at each other. And I just want to start with. Oh wait, no, stop. Wait, stop. I know what we're gonna talk about it's open, and I think and what you said it's the perfect opener. And what we're gonna talk about is LeBron, right? We're gonna talk about LeBron, the goat. So. <laughs> It's uh I think it's kind of accidentally being called the I game. Uh LeBron well in the in the Golden State Lakers game, LeBron just looked bad in the first half, but in the second half was Woo. classic LeBron. Masterpiece. Yeah, that's, that I mean is, that is a LeBron masterpiece too, because he didn't have to score twenty six points in the second half. But every minute he was out on that court, he dominated the game in the second half. Yeah, I mean, at, at halftime, his his stat line was like six, eight, and six, which is like which is both very un LeBron, but also like kind of LeBron at the same time. Because if you if LeBron comes back from injury in his first game and he goes 12, 15, and eighteen, like you'd be that wouldn't would that shock you? Would you be? Would no, you, would nothing he does shocks me. Nothing yeah. he does shocks me. He makes a huge, the longest shot of the season for him. This ridiculous 30-footer, Steph Curry. The greatest, by the way, statistically the greatest 30-plus foot shooter of all time. He is like weirdly, I, I can't remember what game this was in, but I very vividly remember, it might have been against the Warriors, where a game was kind of slipping away from him and Steph Curry hit a big three. And LeBron, like, at 21 seconds on the shot clock pulls up from halfway between half court and the three point line and just like nails it. Is this like very weird LeBron dagger? The fuck you three. That. 
It's yeah, the, the LeFucky three. three. But the thing that we're gonna yell at each other about is LeBron James, and I actually, I actually think that we're well. Okay, Le, uh, there's how long is left in the game at this point? Like two minutes. There's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and LeBron goes up to the basket, and Draymond Green catches him in the eye, and LeBron goes blind. That's like the only thing that I can assume happened from his reaction to that. So I'm just going to I'm just going to kind of skip a little bit. Yeah, it's I'm not upset that people are like, all right, dude, you're being dramatic. You weren't three, seeing three ribs. <laughs> of course yeah. he wasn't. Oh, yeah, of course he wasn't seeing three <laughs> ribs. One, you've everybody's literally hounded you on every word you've said since you were 15. You're going to be a little bit corny. Two, yeah. he is the only person on the planet who can take a double uppercut eye poke from a 6'8", 230-pound man, and everybody's like, what's he doing? Not to mention, fall straight on his ass, straight on his tailbone. What's this guy doing? What a bitch. Like, that's dude, anybody else takes that? And they're like, oh, God, dude, that's probably a flagrant. LeBron takes it. All of Twitter is like, no chance that's a flagrant. It's impossible. that the- Draymond Green turns goes not he turns into a 90 degree angle and double uppercut pokes him in the eye what is an uppercut poke is that where you like go for the is that like a uh three stooges move where you go for the uppercut and this then is you where, poke him in the eye this is where we're really missing the video pod if you see his yeah. hands go straight up they hit his chin and then he his hands flip comes they on flip like, forward yeah. right into his eye and i'm sorry lebron james has faked some injuries and used some injuries to kind of get his breath the dude's not out there conjuring up tears. He's well, not. Look, uh, of course, we've done we have done on this show early on uh, an impression of LeBron getting touched in the head. There's video footage of it. He likes to do something I've seen him do before that I, I never got to do was he would do like the jersey check. He will check for like blood on his jersey. And there's never dude, there's never blood on your jersey. But I actually think that like as a soccer fan, as a big soccer fan, nobody has seen more flopping than me. And nobody is better at diagnosing a flop than me. I've just got I've just got the man hours logged on flopping. And that's what it is. But the thing about it is that it was a smart basketball play. It's a smart basketball play to give the refs time to really go and make sure LeBron or that Draymond didn't commit a flagrant. You're gonna slow the pace of the game down. You're gonna allow things to settle, and then you're gonna get the ball back. So you don't think he got hit? At all? You don't think you think he was totally fine? I think he got I think he was dramatic. Eye. I think he was dramatic, but that's different than a flop. Selling it isn't flopping. Sure. Okay. So that's that's you're not. I don't. I don't disagree with you on that. There is a difference between flopping and selling, and. Because this is not soccer, that immediately becomes misconstrued as like, uh, a like not good. But it's like the dark arts of any of any sport. Like the ability, like Neymar knows how to sell calls. Now, does Neymar sell too many calls and subsequently sometimes doesn't get calls? Yes, also true. But you can't like if a player goes down, you can't mess with them. You have to wait that out. You can't, as a referee, go, all right, man, get up. You have to take the time to do it. And that can take as long as that player wants. That's what flopping really is, is it's burning clock. It's crushing momentum. It's it's allowing all of your guys to get a water break. But, like, LeBron, every – I mean, it's <laughs> – 
he's a soccer player. Like he owns Liverpool and this is what he's been doing with that time. He's been getting lessons from Roberto Firmino about how to best get the refs on your side. LeBron hasn't been like, yeah. Oh, he's a big, yeah. But that's the entire NBA. The entire NBA does that. Everybody, every big star. Let me flip. Let me flip. Sorry, Sage was like putting his nose in my hand. Let me flip this around for a second. If Draymond gets Do called it. for a flagrant and is kicked out of that game because he already had technical, is that not galaxy brain LeBron strikes again? LeBron does a savvy veteran move and once again gets Draymond Green kicked out of a game in a big I, game? I normally would agree that that's what LeBron was doing there. I think that I is what think, he was doing. I do think he was being dramatic, but I think his eye actually got poked by a very large man going very fast. And he was actually in some pain. And I, I don't know that he originally had the wherewithal. I think the walk back to the bench, maybe I think he was just being a little dramatic as he tends to do, but there's before he gets up and is like sitting and the trainer comes over and hits him with the eyewash three or four times. He's laying on the ground and he's doing the thing that you do when you're trying to sell a call and you don't want the camera to see you, which is you kind of like, you kind of use your, your middle and lower arm to cover your face away from where the cameras can see. We not remember what happened last time LeBron got poked in the eye by Draymond green. His eye looked like it was about to explode for the remainder of the NBA finals. This isn't the first time it's happened. A Draymond poke is no small deal, and we've seen it. We've seen it happen. His eye was red for two weeks last time. And what do you – I don't think – you you give me a consistent, like, swell without any twitching, even if it's a very minor swell like he had, a consistent one without any twitching, it's impossible, man. Dude's- I do. Uh, I do. I almost respect the narrative of like, I just, I saw three ribs and I just shot. And it's that like, le- okay. dude. <laughs> all right. But here's my thing. If Michael Jordan said that in the nineties, 20 years later, it'd be like, Michael Jordan saw three ribs. Yeah. Like it's just, you, you don't get to that level without being an insane person. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, and, and there are, historically, there are plenty of people who don't react well to like stuff like that kind of injury. Uh, some people just like, I don't like, I don't like being touched in the eye. They do this thing at the eye doctor where they like shoot a puff of air at your eye. And they had to like strap my ass in to get that to happen. Cause I kept flinching. Like I get it. Like you don't like your eye touch. It's why it's why I don't wear contacts. But, but I, so I get why people, I get why people are like, you know, hating on LeBron for that, whatever. Like that's some shit you hate on your least favorite player for. Yeah. When the conversation, when people are so desperate to hate on LeBron that the conversation immediately flips to this lucky shot he hit, kiss my ass. He's hit yeah. that shot a million times. He caught the ball. He squared up with the rim. He let it go. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's like from that spot too. Like LeBron's made shots from that exact spot. A like million in big times. games. <laughs> All right. That's enough. That's more time than I wanted to spend Wait, one on, more thing. on one more LeBron thing. flop fest. Yeah. One what? more thing. How did the Steph turn around and look at him like, fuck you, dude, not blow up more. I think it blew up a little on Twitter. It's kind of tough to like there. You kind of have to like really look for it. I feel like in the moment, that's my favorite part of that whole shot is Steph turning around being like, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. You just did that. You did me to me like right in my face. That's like, do you ever, uh, do you ever meet somebody and they have like a similar, like annoying trait that you might have? And you're like, oh my God, this sucks. 
like uh like i i i have the adhd real bad so sometimes i just like air drum and i'm just like banging on like tables and like my legs going and then sometimes i'll sit next to somebody who's doing that and i'm like holy shit will you fucking stop but uh but like i do that i do that and i don't plan to stop so uh, anyway i think that's what just happened to steph curry yeah, it was great. That was my favorite moment of the game. So speaking my of Steph Curry, of the season that whole two minute span favorite. We could probably we could probably start here. Uh, the Warriors versus Memphis tonight. I, 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 I've really thought about this, and of course, like Golden State has Steph Curry, and that's great. But Memphis has a lot of really solid players on it. Do you think that Memphis could win this game? Doesn't matter. It's Steph Curry. He just went through that. It's Steph Curry. I mean, we saw them play the last game of the season. Memphis was trying for that eight seed, um, you know. That's true. And they just couldn't get it done. And they were doing what they're going to do to Steph tonight. They went all out. It just doesn't. It doesn't matter. Um, the, is there the, a world where they could win? Yeah, I'd say it's less than twenty percent though. There was like at a point in the fourth quarter, they started doubling in with Anthony Davis. It was like Caruso, and, and then worked. when he would kinda. I mean, it kinda worked. I mean. Like Steph Curry got his, but I mean they did win the game, so it's. I, I, but I don't know if I think it's quite so zero sum as that. But I wonder if we'll see something similar from Memphis, where they 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 pair him up, they meet him at half court the whole way. They were trying. I don't know. It just doesn't. It, unless you have an Anthony Davis or a he's, LeBron, he's just so good at like knowing what to do. Moving. Yeah. Steph Curry, man, he rules. <laughs> he's also like. He's also like a scratch golfer, like could after the NBA go. I've heard from a bunch of people, like golf people, that Steph Curry could be like a competitive golfer once yeah, he like, retires, which is wild. That's sure, coordination. Like it's uh, he almost qualified for one PGA Tour event, like real close. I know he yeah. did that. Tony Romo did yeah. that once. Uh, I don't know anybody else, though. That's the end of my list. Those are that's so funny. Those are also the two like cross golf athletes that i'm the most aware of maybe they're I, the only I, two maybe it's <laughs> it's branding it's got to be branding yeah. well we don't uh, know aaron Rodgers golfs a lot i just don't know how good he is i uh, i think we'd know if he was that good well yeah he'd let us know for sure and he'd be really mad at like certain golf courses that don't set him up right on the tees like when the tee boxes are messed up aaron Rodgers would be like i'm not ever playing this course again Never. unless you draft a new tee box in the first round but Let's, Pretty sure uh, he's dating Shyland Woodley. They're married. They're married. Yeah, they're either engaged or they're married. Yeah. Wow. I love mm-hmm. her movies, the div- divergent ones. Hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> in case you were, in case you wanted to know a little bit more about Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, uh, Andrew recommends Divergent. Uh, Insurgent. I, I recommend. Uh, Ooh, I don't have anything to recommend from. Uh, but I, I was gonna like do a basketball transition. I was gonna, well, I was gonna do a basketball transition. And I didn't quite find it in the moment, so I'm just gonna do a hard right turn. Okay. Uh, the Jazz will play the winner of that series. The Jazz. Donovan Mitchell says he'll be back, or I think the exact quote is "That's the goal" or something like that. Some weird turn of phrase like that. The Jazz got screwed, right? If it's the Golden State Warriors. They kind of got screwed. Yeah, because I'm not saying Golden State should be favorited. I'm not saying Golden State's going to win, but I am saying Golden State could win. I am saying that. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, especially could. if Wiggins keeps playing with this reckless abandonment of just like I, for the first time in his career, he's like, "I'm here. I'm like, not a bust, Dad." Dude, did you see him just 
running, he- putting his head down and just going down the lane and whoever's in my way, you're – dude, he almost killed LeBron. He, yeah. he trucked LeBron James, like one of the most sturdy humans on the planet. I've never seen him get bullied like he did from a full-speed Wiggins. If that guy shows up, if Jordan Poole can keep shooting the way he's been shooting since the yeah. second half season started, shout out Michigan alum Jordan Poole. Uh, I mean, I don't because I don't know where the Rudy Gobert impact is really going to come from in the series. Rudy Gobert is infamously known for not being able to step up off the pick uh, and cover three point shooters. And that's not going to work against Steph Curry. He will torch you every single time. Well, they might. I mean, they might find something different to do on defense. So uh, an interesting stat, a stat that I think is interesting is that the Jazz this year were number one in three points attempted and three points made. So what that maybe tells me is that they might actually be a pretty good counter for Golden State just chucking it up all day. Injured Donovan Mitchell scares me. He's not going to be 100%. Yeah, I mean... uh, Injured Donovan Mitchell is going to get like injections into his hamstring or whatever. So I, I do think he'll be mostly good if he can play. I think he'll he'll figure out a way to play without pain and to play the way that he does. But yeah, I mean, it, he won't be he won't be at full health. There's no way. What do you do you think there's any world where the Warriors could get swept? Yeah, I, I do. I do think that like. The world is Steph Curry scores 40 points a game and it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, the the Warriors are also like kind of playing with scrubs. Like, come on, Looney's like not really that good. Like Wiggins is their second best player. Uh, Wiseman is a project. And, and he's they, not playing. Yeah, which is weird. No, he's I hurt, don't... I think. I think oh, OK, hurt. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's good. So they're going to be down some guys. Uh, and, I, you know, they're just not. They're not full strength. They're not even close. They are nowhere near full talent. Level. Yeah, I, I would just say, though, in any series against anybody, there's going to be a Steph Curry game where he just wins it. Sure. Yeah, that could be. I mean, sure. not against anybody. If Steph Curry went and played the 2017 Warriors, he, I mean, know, he's not winning if it, you but. if you double team him with like. Boy, I don't even know. Like if you put Donovan Mitchell on him and then you pair him up with like Niang or something and you try to pull off Looney or something, I, I could see that being successful in a, in a similar way to what the Lakers did. I don't know did. that Mitchell's a good enough defender to hang with him. He's out Yeah, I don't know that he's a good enough defender. And fine, let Donovan Mitchell guard Steph Curry. You want to know what Donovan Mitchell's not doing? Having great offensive games if he's doing that because he's going to be tired. Yeah, he's going to be chasing them around. And that'll come back to the conditioning and kind of the rust aspect of this. So I guess I'm kind of talking myself out of the possibility of a sweep. I will say, like, I would not want to venture, like, money on this round. This is a weird one. Really, the West is, like, kind of goofy. Like, everything's kind of out of place. It's just everybody's so good that, you know, it doesn't matter. And everybody got, everybody had, like, at least one major injury to deal with this year. And so the, like the regular season records are a little jumbly, you know, like the Suns are the number two are the number two. Excuse me. I wanted to see what the odds were for the Warriors winning the series. Cause if it's more than like plus four or 500, I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to throw a little bit. I would be, I would be shocked if they didn't get at least the respect to be like a plus 200 or a plus 300. I mean, come on. It's it's the Warriors. Like it's Steph Curry. Utah was so good this year. Yeah. But, Utah, I think they peaked too early. I think you agree with me on that. 
probably they're the Atlanta Hawks from 2015 or whatever it was. The Paul Millsap led Atlanta Hawks. Paul Millsap, Al Horford, uh, Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, and Jay Crowder. I think Jay Crowder was in Utah at that point, but yeah, but like a team of uh, a team. Actually, I think that this Jazz team is significantly more talented, like just player for player. Well, I know uh, that I know it was all five, right? They had they had five All Stars that year. I'm sorry, I can't move on until I know who the small forward was. Was it Kent Bazemore? No, it was either Jay Crowder or the guy who's just like Jay Crowder. How Demari tall? Carroll. Fuck. Oh Carroll. yeah, 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 yeah. Jay yeah. Crowder was on the Celtics. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I knew it was like kind of right in that range. When, uh, how tall do you think Donovan Mitchell is? Six foot four. He's six one. They have him yeah. listed at six one. They have him listed at six one on Basketball Reference. He's list- listed as a point guard, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know. I-, I thought he was like six four, six five two. That's I just think that's I just think that's interesting. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I remember draft process. He definitely wasn't listed as that, but let's not yeah, talk about Johnny right. Yeah. 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 Cause it's depressing. Uh, uh, the thing about the jazz is that they've kind of got their nine, 10 guys. Like they know who they are. They know what they do. They play good defense. They're, they're well not going to get scared. Yeah, they might. Yeah, you're right. I mean, their, their whole thing is like, this is our destiny. Why isn't anybody respecting us? And I, yeah. so they will come in with some heat, with some fire. If you made me make a pick, I would pick the jazz for this. I just don't think that the I'm Warriors have six. Yeah, I think six for the. Uh, I think I, I. I think I agree with that. I think that sounds good to me. Uh, let's go to the. Let's go to the. Let's let's kind of stay in the same area that we're at. I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, I feel very bad for the Phoenix Suns. I just feel bad. A little scared. For, as a, a scared. Like, for the Lakers, you're scared for the Lakers. A little bit scared for the Lakers. Uh, do I think they'll win the series? Yes. Uh, but do I think there's enough worlds that the Suns win the series that I can get a little nervous? Yeah, I do. Uh, this yeah. team's no joke. Um, luckily, if I know one thing about LeBron, it's that he's not going to let his buddy Chris Paul beat him. Um, but, I mean, this Phoenix Suns team, to me, this year has been the best team in the West. Obviously, a healthy mm-hmm. Lakers team is the best team in the West. But to me, this year, even counting the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz had like a 25-game stretch where they just got the one seed, essentially. Like sure, but that was like two. in February. Yeah, yeah, it was way early. Um, the Phoenix Suns are scary, and they can do it all. And yeah. I am—I so, know he's not a great defender, but I am so sick and tired of everybody acting like DeAndre Ayton is this world is Andre Drummond. He's not that. He's not unplayable in big moments. He's not the guy you would prefer to have over everybody else, but he's a good enough player. And in the middle, in the heart of games. He's a player who is good to have on that court, and I really think you're going to p- see people start to respect him during whether this is a one-round playoff run or a two-round or a three-round or a four-round playoff run. Um, and I am a little scared of the Phoenix Suns, and I can't really put my words as to exactly why other than Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I mean, those guys I wish, do what they do. I wish that Phoenix was playing anybody else. Like any other team, I would like to see them play. This shit really sucks for me. I think that uh, this could go the other way on DeAndre Ayton, where if he gets picked on a little bit and is like, I mean, he's like what, like maybe like a league average defender as a center, like kind of maybe a little bit below that. Yeah. I mean, if he get, it could happen that they just go to Anthony Davis for all, 
all of the minutes that he's on the floor, 40 minutes. And it just looks bad. It just looks bad for Aiden. And then there's a whole bunch of like bus talk and Chris Paul goes and plays with the Knicks. And uh, I could see it. I could see it really unraveling. Uh, well, in a bad they way. don't have anybody else to stick on Davis. So this is going to be Aiden. They're going to say, yeah. you're, you're, you're learning and you're learning now. Here are the wolves. I have thrown you. Sometimes some, some people, some people really thrive in situations like that. And some don't, I don't, uh, I, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I can go either way. I think, I, I think nervous. I've, I think I've had plenty of experiences where I've succeeded and plenty where I have failed at levels that I did not know I could fail at. The second I get uh, nervous, everything's over for me. Everything. <laughs> yeah. You'd be, you'd be, are you like a really erratic golfer? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just bad at golf. Oh, like golf is a confidence game. So when you think you're going to play well, you play well. And when you think you're going to play poorly, you manifest that shit because you're all in your head about your swing. Baseball my whole life. But oh, yeah. So, yeah, right. For sure. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say, though, I'm going to say Lakers in six. Lakers in five. I think it's going to be Lakers in five. Wow. Yeah, I think so. MVP of the series, Anthony Davis, then. So you're. uh, Yeah, he better be, man, because I have not seen world-class Anthony Davis at all this year. Uh, it could unravel very easily for the Suns. Chris Paul leaves, and then they're kind of back where they started. And you, Alex Caruso better be playing 25 minutes a game. Minimum. What you, oh, okay. I was, yeah, uh, I agree with you. I mean, he's going to be, I mean, he's, he's Alex Caruso is like a really good fit for that team. Elite guard defender. Yeah. Shooting threes. Just good at basketball. Like he doesn't get the respect because he looks like a 40 year old white man, but like he's a good ass basketball player. That's I I saw this. Yeah. Kuz is turning into a winning basketball player, which I don't think anybody after the first LeBron Lakers year thought could ever happen. Nope. So the uh, dude, the Lakers are just deep. This is, is this the deepest team LeBron's ever had? No, I think one of those key teams was probably a little deeper. I don't know if I think that this is like a super, super deep team because I don't know if we know like what Andre Drummond is like really going to look like because he, he no, but didn't I think look we're gonna good. See, I think we're going to see a lot of Marcus Gasol in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It's definitely a deeper team. Uh, like Wesley Matthews is on that team and is like just a good that, player to have around. That lineup and... they were running of – uh, Caruso, Wesley, KCP, Braun, and Anthony Davis is this team's version of the death lineup. That is going to be their yeah. closeout lineup. That's a legit lineup, man. You have four yep. elite defenders in that lineup. For sure. Uh, and then Kyle Kuzma, who this year has all of a sudden turned into a damn good defender. I think it kind of started happening last year when LeBron missed time. I think that was when like his defense started getting a lot better. Uh, I remember noticing in the playoffs that Kuzma's defense was as good as I'd ever seen it. And like, you're right. Like, I I like the way you put it. He's a winning basketball player. He's, you know, I think he knows what he is. And finally, which not finally, it didn't take that long, but it felt like it took forever. Yeah. I think it was because of like how he came in and he's got like the weird macaroni hair and he's in LA and yeah, all that stuff. Fame at 19 can't be very easy or 20 or 21, whatever he was. The narrative kind of builds around you before you have a chance to like put your feet firmly on the floor. And that can be tricky, but like, I'd love to have Kuzma on the Pistons, right? Like I I would, I would would, trade Derek Rose for him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd give him a pick like, uh, like a second round pick, but uh, let's go to the next one. So you got Lakers and six. I got Lakers and five. Um, Let's talk about uh, the Clippers versus the Dallas Luka Doncic's. I am so excited. 
I'm so excited for the series. And I don't think Dallas is going to win, but I think they're going to scare them. Uh, and I think that is going to be the theme until the Clippers are out of the playoffs. Um, because I still don't believe in this Clippers team. I still don't believe in playoff P. Uh, I don't think Kawhi Leonard is quite as good as everybody gave him credit for the last three years. Um, he's great. He's a top seven player in the NBA. You want to know what he's not? The best player in the NBA, the second best player in the NBA, the third best player in the NBA. Um, and on top of that, these guys all just are dickheads and they like nobody nobody on this Clippers team for the second year in a row does it you don't hear as much noise about it but it still doesn't feel like any of them like each other at oh, all oh yeah it's really icy it's a business relationship you know I think I just think that's Kawhi man I just think he's like that I just think he's one of those guys who you know is like got some shitty thoughts about you but he won't tell you and he won't tell anybody else but every time you talk to him it's like hard to get more than two sentences out of him why he's done winning yeah so i I think that like if they went up against like the suns or maybe the jazz or really anybody other than like this specific dallas mavericks team uh yeah i think even port i think portland is Portland to me is actually a bad matchup for the Clippers because Portland rises to the occasion and the Clippers love to just like kind of float their way to their three seed and not, you know, they're just doing the exact minimum. The Clippers are me in high school. They're just trying to get their C plus and they're trying to move on with their lives. But let me tell you, when you're aiming for that C plus, if you fuck up, the stakes are a lot higher than if you're aiming for an A and you fuck up and you get a B. Yeah. Me in high school is Paul George in the playoffs. You just like you got big hopes for yourself and then the time comes and you're like, whoops, I peed my pants. Kind of. It's more like, damn straight, I got a 61. <laughs> <laughs> Put that 61 up on the like, fridge, baby. Yeah, that I, I probably should be MVP. Like that's, you know, it's not a 59. It's not oh, a is 59. this not? This isn't like on a curve. This is just like, oh, I, I just get that grade. Yeah, uh, let me just not fail. So here are like the nine guys. Really, they kind of play like 10 guys, but like is Dwight Powell going to play in a playoff series against the Clippers? I think so. I think so. So it's Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, Chris Stapps, Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway, Maxi Kleber, Jalen Brunson, James Johnson, Willie Cauley-Stein, Dwight Powell, Uh, Trey Burke at 11. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see where they're going to find enough offense. Kristaps uh, has played 43 games this year. He, the hope is <sighs> the hope is Timmy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he was 17 a game. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's shooting 41% from three, so maybe. But I, I just like – so Kawhi is going to guard Luka, and then Paul George is going to go somewhere. And whoever Paul George is guarding isn't really going to score. So if they put Paul George on Tim Hardaway, I don't know. They said last year, and then the entire Mavericks team roasted them. They weren't good enough to beat them, but they were all better than they normally are. Um, Yeah. If I don't want to talk about the erection I will have if a team (laughs) that has Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. beats the Clippers. My favorite college basketball team of all time. Go – 
buy some drugs off Mitch McGarry, sign him to a 10 day <laughs> and find Nick Stauskas wherever he's at. Probably like Australia. I, no, I he's in the, no, no, no. Stauskas is on an NBA roster. No, I'm going to, I'm going to confirm that. Uh, uh, uh when I type he, in his name, it's oh, Canadian professional basketball. <laughs> he play, well, cause he plays for Raptors 905. Oh. He plays for the Raptors G league team. But I know he played some professional games this year. I know he did. Oh, Where was Glenn Robinson oh. the third this year? That's a good question. Let's say American professional basketball player when you look him up. No, he's definitely in the league. Um, uh, Mini and Philly. He went from Philly. Oh, no, that's the start of his career. Philly to Sacramento. Sacramento. He was in Sacramento this year. That makes sense. I watched like two Sacramento Kings games. I don't know if I watched. I honestly, I can honestly say I don't think I watched the whole Sacramento Kings game. Yeah. I mean, Unless I like caught him against the Pistons. But like, I just look, there's only so much time of the day and the Kings suck and they're never relevant. Yeah, so. so. They could have won. The Kings could have won the award that the Predictee Award that the Magic won this year. Team least likely to impact the NBA in any way. Although I do think it's kind of interesting that the Magic were involved in like the two biggest trades of the year. And not only do they still not matter, neither of those trades mattered. <laughs> and they gave up way too much. Or no, they won the shit out of the Chicago Bull trade. Chicago gave up. They got some good stuff back for that. Yeah, for sure. But like, it's a net equal. Like their talent level didn't really change. It might have dropped a little bit. Oh, it definitely dropped for the time being. But they got a first round Chicago Bull pick. And I'm sorry that team's not making playoffs next year. What's your your pick here? Clippers, Mavs. What's your pick? I'm going to say Clips in six. Because if it goes to seven, the Mavs are winning. I'm going to take clips in six too. I would, this sucks because it's like the team I believe in the least versus the team that I believe has the least amount of talent on their roster. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's got to be clips in six. And the Jazz clip series will be interesting, I think, maybe. Uh, if Donovan Mitchell is at full strength, that'll be one where I'll be more interested in what Give happens. The then. What? Give me the Jazz against the Clippers. We'll talk about that probably in a couple weeks. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see how these series play out and see what the Jazz look like with Donovan Mitchell back. By the way, so, if that Mavs Clippers series goes to a Game Seven, I'm betting the house on the Mavericks. Because yeah. not only are these guys, not only is Paul George and is Paul George, and the roster is what it is behind those two guys now, um, but the second they get there, they're going to have nightmares about last year. Uh, and the second a shot doesn't go in, it's, oh, God, here we go. If there's no playoff Rondo this year, that could be it for them, which is ridiculous. Like a ridiculous thing to say that if they don't get something out of Rajon Rondo, who has to be Tom Brady's age, like that, they, that they're going to be missing out is is ludicrous to say about that team. Now, the most impossible series to predict. Oh, it very much do I. If you're are you going to say, OK, go ahead. Keep going. Denver, Portland. This is easy. It's the Nuggets. It's the Nuggets in five. Why? There's no Jamal Murray. So what? I they, love Jokic. I think Denver's going to win, but I don't they think They lost Jamal Murray pick. and got better. Oh. Like, their can, record is really fucking good. We, we can and, talk about that, whatever. So it is. this is not why, a better team without Jamal Murray, especially sure. against Portland. That's true. That's definitely true. Uh, that they aren't better. Their record has stayed the same pace-wise. But it's because they added Aaron Gordon and then lost Jamal Murray, creating seismic balance for the Orlando Magic in the universe. Like, Aaron Gordon, probably a little underrated when he came over from the Magic. I think that's what we found out. And Jokic plays really well with him. 
He just fits really well. I think, I think that is more what it is. I think yeah. Jokic can make him good. But mind you, like Orlando or Denver Nugget Aaron Gordon is 10 points a game. And he was 15 in Orlando. And he shoots 25% from three since he got there. And he shoots 70% from the free throw line. I'm not I'm not betting I'm not betting against the team because of Aaron Gordon. Now I will bet against them because of Nikola Jokic and he is the MVP and there's no discussion to be had about it. Um, Agreed. And I think he's having seriously one of the greatest statistical seasons anybody has ever had. Um, but this series could go either way. This series is the exact type of series that Dame has two playoff series winning buzzer beaters in. That's what it is. Maybe. I, I think that we've seen the best out of the Portland Trailblazers. I don't – they're – nothing about them is better this year. Nothing about them's worse, though. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Carmelo on that team. Like, there's a lot of Carmelo. That's, and You're not necessarily wrong. But, I think I mean, Carmelo hasn't been this god-awful player everybody wants. Just because he's not Carmelo doesn't mean he sucks. He's I mean, a 41% three-point you know, shooter. 41% this year. I mean, Stauskas could probably be a 41% free throw shooter, three point shooter. I will disagree until the day I die. We've seen uh, Stauskas try to shoot in the NBA. It doesn't work, unfortunately. Austin Rivers has been really solid for them. I just think that, like, their, their top 10, I mean, 11, if you want to include Millsap, who's getting 20 minutes a game, their top 11 guys are really solid, top to bottom. They're just really good. I think that if they take that down to eight and, like, Monty Morris is the cutoff, like, that's that's a really they're just really solid like i just like what they do i like the way they play they i think more than the jazz have like have shown us that they're deserving of a little bit of benefit of the doubt and i cannot believe that Jokic will win like a generally agreed upon mvp and then not win a playoff round that would blow my mind again i'm picking denver this is just a series that could go either way this is to me Denver and five, Denver and six, maybe if we do get like those two transcendent Dame Lillard games. But I, I think Why we'll only get just one. Forget about CJ McCollum being like the steadiest, like number two, always does what he needs to do. He's... 20 points, <laughs> six assists, four rebounds. Like everybody just loves to forget about CJ McCollum and the fact that he shows up just as much as Dame in big games. Certainly true. But let me ask you this. Are they better or worse if Jeremy Grant is there instead of CJ McCollum? Worse. I think that they're probably pretty close to the same. I, I think that, like, CJ McCollum is a scoring guard, and he's, like, paired up with another scoring guard, and I think that there's a ceiling to that. What, 67 wins, like the 15 Warriors? <laughs> well, like, at their peak, at their absolute peak, it's you can make one Western Conference Finals. To me, they're like the they're the Stockton Malone Jazz of this generation. They're going out. They're doing their thing every year. They're really good. you got to watch out for them. But at the end of the day, it's the same old trick at the same old time. You know, I got to say, coming into this podcast and over the last couple of days, I've been really sitting here like, man, I don't know if the Lakers are winning the West. And now that I see it laid out in bracket form, the Lakers are for sure winning the West. <laughs> I definitely feel that way. Uh, to me, the finals that the finals picks and we'll get there later are very obvious and easy. And you, if as long as you don't overthink it, I do think there's again we'll get there later. But I think there's one alternate in the East. I just Maybe think there's one alternate. There might be two. There might be two. Might but be two. I, I think that it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, I think so, right. um, 
so I'm taking the Nuggets in five, and I'm I mean I this might be like just a really fun series. It might be one thirty to one thirty five every game. Uh, we're gonna get some really fun like Jokic Compazzo like highlight reel passing. It's gonna be the best passing of any playoff series is gonna exist in this series between the between uh, Dame CJ hey, Compazzo and know. Jokic. Bron and Chris Paul in the same playoff series. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh, Andre Drummond, not a bad passer. Not a bad passer. Assuming Hopefully he, he plays court. eleven minutes a game, <laughs> but not a bad passer. All right, let's move to the East. Hey folks, guess what? The Detroit Women of Comedy Fest is back, baby! We're gonna be streaming across Planet Ants channels on June 4th and June 5th. That's their Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, you get it. There's gonna be so much funny stuff. We're talking sketch, stand-up, podcasts, live stream, workshops, special guests. Head over to DetroitWomenOfComedy.com to find out how you can join the fun. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think the 1-8 in the East is going to be fun. Do I think Washington stands a chance against Philly? No chance in hell. No. Do I think it could be really fun? Hell they yeah, win a game or two for sure. Yeah. Dude, all you need is Bradley Beal going for 40, Russ not imploding, and which Russ so, hasn't been doing for the last two months at yeah. all. He's been maybe the best version of him that we have – the most winning version of him that we have ever seen. Yeah, this is kind of I almost think this is like a classic Russ move now where you spend the first half of the season like chucking it up and the second half of the season remembering how to play team basketball. It's almost like a branding move for us. And then the playoffs come and you go 12 for 37. <laughs> yeah, it's like they act they activate you like Bucky from the Avengers and you just like forget <laughs> everything that you're doing and you're like I'm just going to try to dunk from the free throw line in a game like, like wild I shit. Get, I get the passion and like like the what he is, I get it. But you would yeah. think after 13 years in the league, you would have it figured out a little bit, right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. You, if you're that good, you would have it figured out, like where I need to be when I need to be there, just a little bit. And until he shows me that for an entire playoff series, I'm not going to fully believe it's going to happen. But I'm as close to believing it's going to happen right now with Russ that I ever have been. I think that the Sixers are a very tough matchup for them because they can they can throw a tie ball on Russ and they can throw Ben Simmons on Brad Beal. And that's just like that's just kind of tough. They've got Joel Embiid left over. Uh but there could be a game where Bradley Beal scores fifty and a game where Russ goes 35, 15, 15. And they could clutch two games now. It, it wouldn't it, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Also, but. Bradley Beal's gotta be healthy. His leg did not look good the other night so oh yeah I, I i haven't i haven't tracked that injury very well i know that it's like i know it exists i just don't know a lot about it um and this isn't a slight to philly by the way at all no philly my preseason eastern conference winners pick if james harden didn't go to brooklyn they would still be my win my pick um this it's just a- it's showing that how much washington's really turned it around since they're what like oh yeah 13 start I mean, they were in contention. Everybody thought they were going to be going for the number one pick. Washington's a good team, and they're fun. They're a lot of fun, man. Uh, are they the best eight seed in the East in like ten years? Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, they're just they're just solid. Like, and even like Bertans has not earned his contract this year. He's been a little up and down, and I think that's being a little generous. But like, they're you know they're truck full of like solid NBA players. Like, I think Riachimura is really good. He's a really good player. 
not he's he's no Isaiah Stewart, but he's like a solid like big guy who can run. There's a lot of Ish Smith on that team though, which is you know, hey man, you saw it in the playing game. It's true, got it done. He's, He's, I mean, even one of the Pistons, I remember watching him in some games and being like, how many teams has this guy been on? How is it even possible? Like, he looks like he looks like peak Brandon Jennings. And then sometimes he just does not look. He's good. just so confident that dude. And it's not a cockiness. It's just like, I, I know how to play basketball. Like, I know to be where it's the opposite of Russ. It's I know where I need to be when I need to be there. And I don't have the skills or the athleticism that a lot of these guys have, but I'm good enough to be here. And that's good enough for him, I think, in his own mind. I am good enough to be here. So I'm going to take the Sixers in a very fun five-game series. What do you take? Me as well. Me as well. So let's go to like what I think might be. So I haven't really made a pick on this series. I'm going to make it in this moment. The Hawks and the Knicks is kind of fire and water a little bit where the Hawks' goal is to score 150 points. And the Knicks goal is for there to be less than 150 points combined between both teams. Uh, so who do you think, who do you think wins the Hawks? I think, I think people are going to start putting some respect on Trey Young's name after this series. I'm it's just coming, not, man. I'm it's just coming. not sold on it. I mean, talk about a guy who's a turnstile, like who doesn't play winning basketball right now. Like Trey Young. I mean, I know it's, I know it's been better. He's Steve Nash. With a little bit, like, with 70% worse passing. But, like, he's, Wait. he's a lot like Steve Nash. Like, because he he's a white Canadian a with long hair? Precisely. He can't play a lick of defense. He's never going to be able to. But he can, he is one of the best offensive players in basketball. And sorry, that's good enough. That is good enough, especially today. They They've been really beat up. And is DeAndre Hunter back all the way now? Is he officially back? I don't know, unfortunately. I wish I did. But it's just like they like they have a lot of talent. They they definitely have more talent than the Knicks. They probably have like the third or fourth most talent. I don't know if on that's true. I don't. Are you I don't kidding? Know if I agree. Like raw, like agree. ability. R.J. Barrett, Derrick Rose, Julius Randle. I mean, Julius Randle is probably going to end up like fourth or fifth in the MVP vote this year. Yeah, like, yeah, I know what you mean. But they're like, to me, a lot of what they're getting out of these guys in the Knicks this year is the most that, with the exception of um, uh, R.J. Barrett, with the exception of R.J. Barrett, they're getting the most out of their guys that they're going to get. Yeah, but the Hawks are the opposite of that, right? They're a bunch of guys, yeah. for the most part, that aren't where they're going to be. Right. Hunter, Collins, Reddish. And not to mention, uh, like, Taj Gibson, dude. Taj Gibson knows how to play in the playoffs. Taj Gibson knows how to play basketball. And Taj Gibson never disappoints. He's not a star. He's not an all-star. He's not even close to that. But you know what he does? He goes out there, he makes plays, and he does the right thing on the basketball court. And he's tough as fucking hell, dude. That dude, Yeah. if I told you back in the Bulls heat days that Taj Gibson would still be in the league in 2021, I don't even think he's in like his late 30s, but just the way he played, his style of play, it hasn't changed. It hasn't gotten any worse. It hasn't gotten any better. But Taj Gibson helps win ball games. It's it's just the Tibbs thing, man. He just like fits what they do. They're gritty. They're tough. They play. They're gonna harass you all the way up the court. Like Derrick Rose is back. All that stuff. You know, they play really good defense. Um, to me, the Hawks are 
the United States men's national team for soccer. They are going to be great in the 2026 World Cup. But this year, what you're looking for is just to compete in the 2022 World Cup. Like, get out of the group stages. Don't embarrass yourself. You have this huge stockpile of talent. And it's all just, like, a little young still. Like, they're all still kind of right at the beginning of their prime. Like, just the very, very tip of the sword of the beginning. Herder's 22, Capella's 26, Hunter's 23, Collins is 23, Reddish 21. They're just really young. They still have Okongwu, who I don't know what his destiny is in the NBA, if it's anything more than a role player, but he's still 20. Like, there's a lot of room to grow on this team. So I guess I'm talking myself in the Knicks, which is weird. So Knicks in seven, who's got home court? The the Hawks yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. No, the Knicks do. No, the Hawks do. They're the four seed. Nope, the Knicks do. They're the four seed. What? <laughs> you want to bet? <laughs> oh, God, you're right. Oh, wow. What the fuck? This bracket lied to me. Wow. <laughs> That's They're messed both, up. They, they both have the same records. So. It has the Lakers filled in as the seventh seed on this bracket, but... Then oh that's okay. You know what anyway. this reminds me of? You know what this reminds me of this series? Um do like better the, sports hub dot CBI. Oh, well, shit. that's on you. That's <laughs> that's on you. Um this reminds me of the uh wizards, like young John Wall, young Bradley Beal versus the Bulls. I think it was like 2013, mm. 14, where that Bulls team wasn't quite what they had kind of expected out of themselves anymore. Derrick Rose had some injuries, but they got some veteran guys and they can still kind of get it done. Um, they don't have the Bulls didn't have their version of Julius Randle, but it's never going to be exact. Uh, but that's what this series, I think, is going to remind me of uh, a lot. I'm, I mean, I can remember those uh, those John Wall, Bradley Beal, young Wizards teams very clearly because they were up next. Right. They were they yeah. were very much up next and never worked out, of course, because of John Wall. But um that that is what this series reminds me of a ton, and I also think, is this a hot take, Parker? You let me know. Mm-hmm. The Knicks should trade Julius Randle this offseason. Uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little hot. I think uh, I think more likely you use Julius Randle to try to find your second star, Chris Paul. I guess that makes sense because you are New York. Any other team should trade Julius Randle uh, because you're he's not. He's, he's not, not going to replicate what he did this year. He's just not going to. I don't care where he finishes on the MVP list. If he wasn't playing in New York, he wouldn't finish that high. He's not going to be the second best player on your title team. Just not. I think he could be the second best player on your title team. I don't think he can be the best player. What star title would team. have to be the first? LeBron, not good enough. Steph, not oh. good enough. Harden, not good enough. KD, not good enough. Anthony Davis would be a good fit, I think. Kawhi you would think be Anthony solid. Anthony Davis and Julius Randle go and win you a title? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty big and beefy. Like, that's tough to play against. I mean, right now, obviously... Right now, you put Anthony Davis on the Knicks. Uh, so, like, current Knicks roster, and uh, you just They don't add... win the East? No, they're probably, like, an Eastern Conference Finals team, though. I think they're the fourth best team in the East. But I think a lot of that has to do... So, you don't think they get any better by adding Anthony Davis. That's what you're telling me. I don't think they leapfrog the teams ahead of them. Okay. Uh, I'll take I Milwaukee think, over him in a series. I'll take Philly about, over him in a series. I'll what about take Bradley Beal? What if they pull some strings and they get Bradley Beal? I'm not taking him over Milwaukee. I'm not taking him. I might take him over Philly. I'm not taking him over Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I still, I still think he could be your second guy, but it's one of those, like, sometimes you only you need, need two guys. You need sometimes a third. You'll, 
right. Sometimes you can have LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you only need two guys. That's what we found out last year. But sometimes, like your second guy, you need a third guy. Uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of like what what a modern example would be. Like uh, like the Mavs need a, a legit third guy. On Kyrie, Kevin Love. Yeah, exactly. Yes, perfect. Like that's that's you need you need three guys. But you need a LeBron essentially, and you don't just maybe. walk into those. I guess maybe, if you're maybe. New York, you might walk. I don't. I, I don't think they should trade them. I think they should try to run it back with as many. I know. Of these I know it's a horrible get. take because Julius Randle, like you trade him right as he reaches his peak. But what, I feel like you could get like an Anthony Davis type return right now. I think that I think that uh, all of a sudden your name tag on this call just changed to Danny Ainge. Uh, let's let's go to the next series because we're we're running a little long. Uh, so this wow. is kind of an interesting one. And I've tried very hard to talk myself into uh, the heat over the Bucks, but I, I just can't bring myself to do it. I really, really want to because I do think it's a good matchup for the heat. Like, I, I do think they're the kind of team that could do it. And they did do it before, but they probably can't do it. this. Can year. we just cut I know, a clip I know, of I everything know. I said last year and just insert it here for me? Because I feel the exact same way. And last year I was wrong. I don't give a shit. I'm not wrong this year. Nah. You were just like you were just like wrong about the Heat last year in general. Yeah, and well, that's fine. Every team can have their magic run and make me look sure. bad. But yeah, <laughs> every <laughs> yeah okay. every everything I said last year, right here. I mean, it's just they're not good enough to beat the Bucks, and I don't care how good that defense gets first seven game series. I don't care if Jimmy Butler catches fire again like last year, which he won't, not to that level. Um, the Bucks are winning the series. Giannis, if Giannis loses this series, he might as well retire because he just turned into the new rag doll for the entire NBA. He had to deal with that for like a week last year, and it was hard to watch from NBA fans. He will never, never live it down until he wins three titles. He this will be his 2011 Mavericks series. Yeah. I mean, he definitely is going to potentially replace James Harden as like the – the guy who just can't seem to win in the playoffs. But I, so one thing I do think is that this is a seven game series. Like as much as, as much as like, I'm trying to try to be rational and not pick the heat for fun. This is going to be competitive. The bucks heat are going to play better. No way, dude. Five. Throw wow. 20 bucks on it. If it goes six, we call it even. This is great. I'm glad this is like history repeating itself. You're going to underestimate the heat. And what I'm going to do after this podcast is put as much money as possible on the heat. Just like, just like kind of trying to read the trends from last year. Let's put 20 bucks on it. Go six. Okay. Neither of us get paid. All right. 20 bucks. You're on. All right. Uh, yeah. So seven games for me, I think the heat are just good. Like they're well coached. Like they, they, they play as hard as anybody. All that shit matters is matters more in the playoffs. They're not a regular season team. That's not what they do. The, the, the bucks are a regular season team. It kind of seems like that's what they're built for right now until we see otherwise. Don't care. (laughs) Let's go to, sorry. I don't mean to be lazy, but that's just how I look at the heat. Don't like, I just don't care. You're gonna Jimmy Butler's gonna try to make you pay fifteen dollars for an espresso when you Dude, go. I will drop shop. kick Jimmy Butler right here. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, good. Yeah, just keep, yeah, keep putting that out there. Brooklyn uh, and four. Uh, this is, yeah. this is, yes. This is such a waste of a playoff series. Yeah. Boston sucks, but Boston sucks, man. Even They're... with Jalen Brown, Boston <laughs> sucks. This team is such a waste of talent, and. I'm sorry. For the first time, everybody's got to be looking over and going, Brad Stevens, what the fuck are you doing? 
because it's not been good. And it's not that players aren't performing. I'm not saying Brad Stevens should be fired. I'm not saying Brad Stevens is a bad coach. But it's okay to look at Brad Stevens and be like, you had a shitty season because he did. And this team did. And I, I'm sure everybody who's listened to Bill Simmons has heard it. They've been down like 20 plus points in like 20 games this year. Yeah. They're get them out of here, man. There's, there's something in the water, you know, the, it just isn't, it Too good just young. isn't, it just isn't right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I think it just kind of seems like the Celtics are cursed to only have two really good players at once. And all of the other guys are like mysteriously bitten by injury or not playing well. Cause as soon as Jalen Brown goes down, all of a sudden here comes Kemba Walker looking like regular Kemba Walker again. Like, and as soon as Jalen Brown comes back, uh, Kemba Walker's, not going to look as good like we saw it with gordon hayward we saw it with marcus smart like they just can't get three guys rolling at the same time they are the macomb michigan of basketball teams tell me more why they are they've never had to struggle ever and they suck for it they're just the worst nobody likes how many Jason Tatum dropping 50 in the playing game is the only time this year anybody's had fun watching the Celtics. And even then it was like, God, I can't wish Jason Tatum wasn't dropping yeah. 50 in this game. <laughs> like, they're just, they're just the worst. They just leave a bad taste in your mouth. You just want to get away from them. And worse, they're like, they're a Boston team, so they're automatically more dislikable than before. They Something needs to change. Like, they've had real opportunities to trade or change something and the last three or four years, they have, I think, kind of gone out of their way to stay the same, hoping that, like, the incremental growth of their two best players would be enough. And it just hasn't been. I'd fire gotta, Danny Ainge tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I think that. I would have fired Danny Ainge 700 days ago, but I'd fire Well, Danny. I mean, you can't. He's kind of a legend, you know. But I, I think that, like, so there, might be, there might be uh, an amicable parting of ways between Danny Ainge and the Celtics in the near future. Just bad. Uh, and then you package Marcus Smart, your first round pick, and Kemba, and you just try to get like something, like whatever the best thing you can get for those three pieces are. Even if it's like we're gonna move up five spots in the draft, like that's what you have to do. You just have to, you yeah, gotta kind of gone. blow it up Smart a little is bit. Gone. Smart's gone for sure. Yeah, something needs something big. Like they really need to make some changes. Like they they are Nobody officially a there, purgatory man. team. Nobody yeah, well, there. that's their fault. You're right. <laughs> Can you it get, all stems you, back to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and a couple of other things after that. But, yeah, that, that was a bad one. It was a bad look for them. Uh, it just didn't – yeah. They're, they're, they're really kind of having their own version of like, like a modern version of like the Babe Ruth trade kind of. I'm really like. flustered that you called me Danny Ainge because I see it and I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, man, you have one goal, and that goal is to win. And how right. you get there or how other people feel about it, that's on them. You're right. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That is me. So the Nets, uh, I I think you – so I'm guessing you and I feel the same way. And it is that the Nets have Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and they're all going to be playing together in the playoffs. And even if, like, Kevin Durant's on 15, 20 minutes a game, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I they, think that would matter. I think that would matter. I don't. I don't think not until not until you get to like the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh yeah, they, not in this series. It wouldn't matter. Like if the like the Bucks, they they'll probably be fine. I mean, James Harden has played very well when it's just I mean, been that's him. That's our round two matchup. 
which is yeah amazing. <laughs> like, and I think that's going to be Nets in five too. Like I, I don't even know if I think that'll be that close. Like those guys have to lock in for the playoffs. If they don't lock in for the playoffs, all of a sudden everything everybody has said about them the entire year automatically becomes true. Here's and they're my too talented. Argument. Here's my argument up against. Uh, we're gonna skip to round two because round one's a waste of our time for the Nets. Yep. Here's my argument with the Bucks losing in five. They have the best player in the world to guard Kevin Durant. Then have, we've never seen great James Harden in the playoffs. And Kyrie told us like two days ago he's checked out. His focus is not on basketball. It's on. Oh, it's on like, yeah. I'm just. Kyrie Irving, stop trying to solve Israel. You're not going to do it. Until you become the Secretary of State of the United States, you are never going to be able to solve Israel. And I be an adult and shove that shit down. (laughs) I really respect that you care that much, Kyrie. But like you're, and this isn't this isn't this isn't somebody getting killed in the neighborhood you lived in, grown up, or you know, in the backyard of where the Bucks play, or whatever it may be. This is across an ocean. There are people, and it's that I've that I've met in my life who love to use like global events or like bad shit that happens, and they they love to like advertise for charities on their birthday on Facebook, like shit like that. And it's like, all donate to my birthday charity. All proceeds are going to free Gaza or whatever. And it's like, great. That person raises a hundred bucks. I'm sure that they feel great. At the end of the day, you're not doing anything. You're doing something to make yourself feel better about not being able to do anything. And all I see out of Kyrie is this exact kind of behavior. That's what he, 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 can't change the world, Kyrie. You can't do it by yourself. You can't. You you can try all you want. But you can damn sure try. Sure. But like <laughs> you can't do it. Again, I don't want to like I don't want to sit here and fault a guy for caring. It sucks. Right? It sucks to talk about Kyrie because it just sucks to be like, know, hey man, stop man. caring so much about shit. I know. Like, like, like stop like, caring so much about shit. I care way too much about shit. And Kyrie makes me look like a Republican. Like, that's what yeah. happens. Like, I've just... been worried about Israel since I was 12 years old. And let me tell you, I have never once had and an idea that For anybody listening, he's not lying. I'm like, not I lying. I've been for two years. He's worried about that shit all the time. He just, like, reads like, a lot about it's it. It's going to be, better. like, in the summer, in the offseason, when the Pentagon releases their UFO report, Kyrie Irving's not going to be going to, like, offseason workouts because he's worried about the fucking UFOs. Like, they've already done that. Can we can we stop talking sports for a second? Sure. How has every government in the world released UFO videos over the last two years, and everybody's just like, that's fucking cool? Everybody's too burned out to, like, pay attention to, like, that kind of shit right now. This is – that would be the – that is the question. That is all the questions. It's number two on the list. The CIA number has two on like, all the questions. If there was a list waiting. of the world's greatest questions, it's number two. I mean, the Jesus uh, aliens. Well, aliens kind of make it hard for Jesus, but uh, I'm yeah. sure that they'll they'll try to convince you otherwise. But uh, y- yeah, like <laughs> Just- Kyrie. Stop worrying about Israel. Dude, start let me worrying tell you. about UFOs. If you want to make a fuss about something, let everybody start freaking out that there's UFOs everywhere. 
this is going to happen again in Israel in five years. You can set your clock to it. It happens every four to seven years where Israel goes fucking apeshit over some stuff that happens, and you're going to be right back here worrying about Israel again. Like, you can't the reason you can't worry about this stuff is that it's like ingrained into our DNA at this point. Like you can't worry about Syria anymore. They've been in civil war for a decade. Like you just like everybody forgets like, like Syria is still happening. Like bad shit's still going on there and we just don't have time. Do you, Kyrie, if it means Lakers Play basketball, ring. Kyrie. If, God if, damn it. If it means such, Lakers, God damn it. If it means Lakers win a ring, do whatever you want, Kyrie. That's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> So basketball, aliens. I'm sorry, Israel. Kyrie. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there any? I know we've kept it real tight and like to the point. This show with basketball, aliens, and Israel. Uh-huh, but is there anything yeah. anywhere else we want to go? What's your final pick? Nets, Lakers. It's gonna be real chalk. Yeah, I'm gonna say Nets, Lakers. But I'm gonna say the Nets just beat Brook or just beat Philly. Just, just. So Joel, Joel Embiid is gonna is gonna turn into a uh, from oh that guy could win MVP to. Is that guy a generational talent? And they're going to lose the series. It That's could be Joel Embiid could be the like, oh, shit, we didn't give Joel Embiid the MVP this year. We gave it to a guy who lost in the first round. Shit. Like, that's the I could totally I could totally see. I could totally see that happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bullshit argument, but that's for a different day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about today? Anything else that's on your mind? I guess we should we should not just say our picks. How many games do you have the Nets winning in, and how many games do I have the Lakers winning in? Uh, actually, I, I think it'll I think it'll be Lakers in six. Really? Yeah, right, I, I think that. So I I think that like the chemistry. So weird has, with the Lakers. So, You're so weird. I know I am. It's true. I it's true. I am. Like last year, I was kind of out on them, and I was wrong. And then this year, I might be a little too in on them, and I might be wrong. But for me, like. The Lakers are are like they are last year, but they're better. So like if Andre Drummond's not ready to play, he won't play. We will see Marcus Hall. So there will be like a certain amount of built-in chemistry there. In general, I don't think that KD Kyrie and James Harden having only played 10 games together matters that much because uh the Lakers did it in 03 with Shaq Kobe Robert Horry. Like uh, if you have the talent, it won't matter. But that's assuming you don't go up against somebody who's as talented as you are. So for me, like LeBron AD and like their four through seven guys are kind of an equal talent, talent scale to me to what the nets are with all of their guys who aren't as good. If you go deeper, maybe outside of Blake, but. And here's what you do. You have the second best defender in the world for Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis on him. Mm -hmm. You have Alex Caruso do his best Matthew Delavadova on Steph Curry impression. You have LeBron play free safety, and then you just have KCP on Harden, and you say, if Harden has the best series of his career, then Harden has the best series of his career. But we're going to have LeBron on offense going crazy. Uh, I'm sure that – I'm sure that, like – like, oh, man. Do you, what do you think Kyrie's going to be like in a finals where everybody's, like, trying to get him to do shit he's not I mean, his to. first one, he was unreal. It was one of the best finals for a yeah, non-finals MVP ever. But, like, he's a pretty different person from that guy, I think. I know everybody, I know he would probably disagree with that, but, like, he wasn't sitting out games because of Israel when they were winning the finals. Like, that wasn't happening. And let me tell you, there was shit going on in Israel at that time. That's <laughs> true. That's true. So, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm just not I, sure. I I'm think, just not I still sure. Think, 
I still think Kyrie is the biggest threat to the Lakers title hopes. The Lakers winning this title and the like, na- like the LeBron narrative after winning this title would be a lot of fun. And I'm kind of rooting for it, honestly. If the Lakers win this title next year instantly becomes the most important basketball season ever. Next year, if everybody is healthy, like you realize the what Warriors next year is are if the Lakers win the title, right? You realize what next year is. What? What do you mean? If the Lakers win the title next year is the chase for number six. Oh yeah. And you'd have peak powers warriors back. You'd have peak nuggets. You've got uh, the, I think that the Mavs will probably be better. What if Chris Paul doesn't leave the Suns? Like, yeah, next year could be like a penultimate title, like a real, like gauntlet of a title. It's Avengers end game. I like the idea that we're like in civil war right now. We're kind of head. We're moving towards maybe Ultron more like. No, we're past Ultron. Past Ultron. Ultron was like twenty. The East. The East isn't good enough for this to be end game. The East isn't quite there yet. We need one or two. The East has three elite teams. Like yeah, I want to see. I want to see what the Nets and the Hawks or the Knicks and the Hawks look like next year, and then we'll decide what. I don't think what 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 Marvel Avengers movie is this title? What wow? I could do next one. I could do a whole show. Screw doing a Survivor show with Walt. We'll call him in for that one. No, I want to do the Survivor show. That's <laughs> a little preview. We're, uh, we're, we're, we did with Big Brother. We did our feed within the feed for the BB22. Uh, we're definitely going to do uh, some Survivor stuff when Survivor Season 41 airs in the late do we summer. Have a, do we have a release date yet? Yeah, we do. I, I meant to – yeah, we, we do have one. I just don't remember what it is. I think it's like July or something. I'm sure they're just going to go to Fiji. I'm sure that they'll keep it real simple. It's fall, so sometime in the fall. Uh, that's lame. <laughs> so. All right. Well, if you're a big fan of Survivor, just know that Ozzy has an OnlyFans. Uh, thank you all for listening so much. And um, go NBA playoffs. Oh, Tigers 8-2 and two in their last 10. How about it? Free Palestine. <laughs> we're not we're not doing a podcast till this Israel situation gets figured out. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs>